From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. right it's another edition of the treasure valley prep cast here on idahosports.com your weekly breakdown for everything 3a 2a and 1a in the treasure valley i'm brandon bainey joined by the foremost expert on removable casts it's logan green <laughs> logan what's going on oh good yeah we'll try round two here uh we we tried to do this a couple minutes ago but my son my youngest he, he broke his arm yesterday and uh, he's only one and they gave him a it's like a cast that can come off and we've just been putting it back on all day and he was in his bed and took it off. So uh, <laughs> I had to run in and put that thing back on. I think we're going to see if we can get one of those hard casts on there. Cause I, it's not going to stay. It's not going to stay. Yeah. Poor kiddo. We, we hope, uh, we hope he's doing all right. So yeah, a little inside baseball, a little behind the scenes there. Yeah. We were taping this earlier and uh, had to basically hit the reset button. We're, we're hitting the reset button on, Another high school sports season, though. The 2021-22 school year is about to start and all the great sports that go along with that, Logan. Right. Just everything's about to go. we got soccer and volleyball about to go this week. We even have some football games. I know IdahoSports.com has that that opening football game of the season on Friday night live here on IdahoSports.com. So that'll be exciting, and we're just ready to get going. doesn't matter the sport. I'm ready to see it get played. Yeah, there's uh, three football games on the opening weekend, uh, and you mentioned we'll have one of them, Century against Minico. A lot of soccer action uh, going this weekend as well. And so we we here on the Treasure Valley PrepCast try to be ahead of the curve a little bit. So soccer is really kind of the first sport where all the schools that are participating will start. So we had Kathy Bakitis, the Weezer boys soccer coach on last week. And then next week, we'll middle kind of middle of the week, Wednesday and Thursday for a lot of schools, we'll get into volleyball action. And so we wanted to uh, talk some volleyball here on IdahoSports.com. Logan, just a couple of hours ago on the site, we published our 2021 season preview for every classification level of volleyball, 5A all the way down to 1AD2. We kind of outlined some of the, the key teams and the key players to keep an eye on. And there's there's a lot of good volleyball teams throughout the state of Idaho. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And I think even one of the, the best conferences is, is right here in District 3 in that 1AD2 level. You've got Horseshoe Bend, who won the conference last year but didn't win the state tournament. Another team from the conference, Tri-Valley, actually comes up. Oops, <laughs> dropped my mic. Tri-Valley came away with the state championship this year, and uh, we're lucky enough to have head coach Jennifer Ewancott here on the show with us today to talk about that state championship run from a year ago. Yeah, let's welcome her in. Jennifer, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. So tell us about the how everything went last year. Obviously, I think you're in a unique situation there at Tri-Valley as, as a co-op, so I guess we'll start there. So how does that work? You've got two different schools in two different towns that form one team. And so, so tell us how your practices work and how your game locations work out. Well, um, fortunately for us, we're only eight miles apart. Um, so our practices, we normally go in Midville, um, especially this year because we have a brand new gym. Um, and I can put up two nets because um, I actually do the JV and the varsity both. And so trying to split those up. It's nice to have the two nets. Um, and then we just go like 4.30 gives the Cambridge girls time to come down. And, 
You know, um, I actually, I graduated from Midbell and man, I can just tell you if that would have been co-op when I was in high school, um, we would have been unstoppable. It would have been pretty, it would have been pretty awesome. So. And I think that you make a great point. You look at Midvale sports or excuse me, Tri-Valley sports this year, especially on the girls side of things. And you see a, a lot of dominance girls, basketball team, state champions. And that was, I, I covered, I think, a game at every level of girls basketball across the state this year. And that Tri-Valley girl team might have might have been one of the best ones I saw all year They uh, across any level. Just just great basketball. And then, of course, your team, the volleyball team, also wins the state championship game, even though you don't finish first in the conference. And I think well, that's a, a testament to, to the toughness of the league you play in. It, it totally is. I mean, we in league, we were actually 10 and 0. We were undefeated going into our district tournament. Um, but like everything, the more times you play a team, you're going to see it happen. And um, I consider it a blessing that we lost that district championship game because then my girls knew at state tournament what they needed to do to take care of business. So right. it was a blessing in disguise. You know, you kind of cry because you lost your district championship, but we'll take the state championship. Yeah. And then uh, on the other end, you see Horseshoe Bend, who they, they came in third at the state tournament. So you've got two of the top three teams in the entire 1AD2 level right here in district three and right there in your conference. And so I, you know, playing against that tough competition usually tends to let a team play play up to their competition when they they face those tougher teams and and down the road when you've been playing those tough games you you come out on top which clearly worked out for you guys this season. It did. So okay. what some of the pieces are gone from last year. Uh, so where are you looking to fill in those pieces this year? So I lost two seniors. Um but I have six I actually have eight return return that went to state tournament with us. Um, six of them that actually saw quite a bit of court time. Um, so I would say that my leader is my setter, um, Amanda Ulencott. Um, she, she's been playing club for the last four or five years on top of our regular season ball. So she just gets a lot more touches on the ball than a lot of other kids do. Um, and then I have a senior Bailey Whitener who Oh, she just, she thrives on being all over the court. Um, I have a senior, Abigail Atnep, who's my libero. And I think she prides herself on just getting better every single, every single practice, every single game with reading better, covering better, um, trying to step in and, and lead from the back row. And then I have three juniors that are basically all three six footers who played last year. Um, that'll see the floor a lot. And so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Anytime you can have a, a six footer out there, that that's a good five, six inches bigger than me. So, uh, you know, they, <laughs> they can tower over there and get those arms up there and make a big difference. So what else do you do there? You're, you're in Midvale. So, right. so what else do you do with the athletic program? Do you do anything else or are you just involved in volleyball? Um, I'm actually the athletic director for Midvale, and then um, Sarah Kendall is the athletic director in Cambridge, and it's I, I love it because during volleyball season, I'll take care of everything volleyball related, and she handles all the football, 
and she does a lot of the cross country. So we can kind of tag team and nobody gets super overwhelmed. Um, I love our setup. It sounds like that relationship is working pretty well. I think of some of the other co-ops um, out there. The one in particular is the football in Idaho, Mullen, super far up north. They play a co-op with St. Regis, Montana, and they're not only in two different states, but two different time zones. So it's a little <laughs> trickier to manage, but it sounds like you guys have been doing it for quite a while. So do you know exactly how long that co-op has been going there for um, Tri-Valley? I want to say that we're in like 15, 16 years, maybe. Um, Cause I've been coaching now. I'm in my 10th season, I believe. Um, and I know that it was at least, I think it was at least five years before I started that we were co-op. It, it's a good sign when you can't think of the, of the years that you've been a coach, right? That means you've been there a while and been, uh, you, I, might, yeah. you must be successful enough that you can't, it, it's not fresh in your mind when you start, when you started it means you're, you're doing well there. And clearly you guys are there at Tri-Valley. And uh, of course, I think you guys are going to come out hot this year, uh, maybe with a little bit more of a target on your back. Is that something you guys uh, have thought much about that maybe, you know, you're the champs and everybody's gunning for you this season? I, I do believe that we have a target. And I think that that for the girls that I have, it's a good thing. Um, it'll help them step up to the plate. Um, I do believe we have a super tough conference. I mean, I am um, Horseshoe Bend lost one senior, I believe is all they lost off their team. Um, council, um, they have some great athletes up there. Um, Garden Valley always um, goes through highs and lows with some of their athletes. So, I mean, it's it's a great conference to give you a head start and to just tons of competitive volleyball. You know, like you said, I think Garden Valley, they, they definitely do go through um, peaks and valleys with their athletes. I know you, you look back at their their boys football and, and basketball team with an old generation class that's now gone. Um, but like you said, Horseshoe Bend, of course, made it to state third place. They've also got to be feeling a little bit of heat coming behind them, too, as people want to knock them off as they took home hardware last year. Um, right. So, so tell us about the new gym, right? You guys have a, a brand new gym, like you mentioned. You can get two volleyball courts going at the same time, it sounds like. How did that all come together? Um, the town finally passed a bond, and we have an amazing um, – our um, retired superintendent that – we just had a really smart board and superintendent, and our current superintendent is pretty amazing. Um, and so they just – they made it happen. And it's, 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 it's the size of a college gym. My bleachers, I, I think I can seat like seven, seven, 800 people in my gym. It's awesome. amazing. So um, for me, I, I'm excited because the girls won't have that whole going into a 5A school gym and having the stage fright because we'll be playing in one. So. Yeah, no, that that's a great addition to the school to have a, a gym like that and facilities like that makes a makes a big difference. And even just in the morale of your team, right, that uh, 
And I'm sure your conference opponents will enjoy it too, right? They'll they'll exactly. enjoy coming to see that. I think it's a it's a win for the whole for the whole conference, to be honest. Yeah, I was, and, uh, I gonna, I'll, sorry, I was going to ask real quick. Uh, as the athletic director, do you do you anticipate using that gym to host postseason type events, districts, and things like that? I know typically Meadows Valley hosts a lot of things like that, but how how do you ant- anticipate the gym being used outside of just your game? Uh, we w- we would of course it will be available for that. Um, part of it will depend um, how where we're seated and how people feel about that. Um. In the past, if you're a high seed, they really don't want you to have home court, court advantage is how they, how a lot of coaches feel about that. It's one of those things where we have the space. It'll be available for use. Um, and, and we're just excited to see it get used. So. It's, it's, it's good to hear the town came together and made it happen. I think that's having a good community around you uh, can really – just by helping the facilities you in return, help the kids and help the athletic program grow. Um, people probably a little more interested in saying, Hey, I want to play volleyball in that, in that gym, uh, exactly. maybe more than they were in the past. And I don't think that's something people realize that having a new gym can also encourage people that don't usually play sports to somehow say, you know what? I want to try that. I, cause, cause that place is awesome. And I want to be there. And, and so I'm glad to hear that that the that the town came together and got that put together, and and hopefully you guys will have a great season there this year. We're, we're and I just want to ask one final question uh, to you. I asked this last week, but uh, I think I might know the answer. But give me your all time greatest moment coaching the Tri Valley girls volleyball team. So. I would say that there's been a lot of great moments with a lot of the girls, um, but last year's state tournament, coach of my daughter takes the cake. Yeah, I, I can't imagine um, seeing that in the town you grew up in, coaching the, you know, that's your school, that's your community, and your daughter out there winning a state championship. It's got a, a it's got to be, feel really good and real special. And and I mentioned this on another prep cast, but I, that's the one thing I love about Idaho athletics is that it's for your town. And especially here in this district at the 1A level, it's you're playing for your town and your community and everybody around you. And uh, so congratulations to you guys for that state championship last year. And we wish you the best of luck this year. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, mm-hmm. Logan. Yeah, right. thanks, Jennifer. Have a good one. Thanks. How cool was that? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just uh it's a good, good thing to get that gym and quite the experience to, you know, the the town you're from, a small town like Midvale. I I forget is Midvale the first one is the, that's the one on the south side. I always get them mixed up. Them in Cambridge. Right. Whichever one's on the south side, that's the they have a little park right there with a bathroom, and that saved my kids a couple of times <laughs> driving up Highway 95. Um, but just you know, those small communities, uh, they they live for stuff like that, and to get a state championship in your hometown with your daughter on the team, I can you beat that, Brandon? I, I don't know if you can. Well, I'll tell you how you beat it. You run it back again this year, and I, <laughs> that's I true. You, 
I think they've got a really good chance to do that. So yeah, going back to back. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out this year in that conference. I really like Tri-Valley to do it again. I think you've got that experience. But like she mentioned, Horseshoe Bend, only one person lost from that third place team. Uh, you know, they want it. They were there last year. They had it within reach. Uh, and, and you know, they're going to be gunning for them. And uh, that, sh that should be a great match, that Horseshoe Bend Tri-Valley game. It would be fun to watch that one. Yeah, the, the big X factor there is Horseshoe Bend had a lot of freshmen and sophomores that were kind of thrown into varsity duty last year. And if they can take that next step and mature, you see a lot of times a player as a sophomore look totally different as a junior or even a freshman to a sophomore. So if those, right. under, if those underclassmen can develop, then I think Horseshoe Bend really has a good chance to to even go higher. But that that's going to be the key is all right. those young players. How do they develop? So, right, yeah, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be dangerous. Yeah, and then it was funny. Uh, you guys were talking about Garden Valley, and Garden Valley has just a stud uh, named Katie Wentz. She's awesome. She plays basketball, mm -hmm. softball, volleyball, and I've been hearing her name since she was a freshman. She's one of those people that, like, I'm like, I swear she's been there for like seven years. Now. <laughs> what Katie Wentz is still there? She's still playing. Like she, she literally has been an impact player across three sports since the time she stepped into high school and uh, now she's a senior. So it's going to be fun to watch her as well. Right. I, I feel the same way. I think we've done, we've gone up and done garden Valley girls games two years in a row. And uh, yeah, it's like, she's still there, but uh, she's, I think last year, I think it was her. It just was draining three pointers. We actually did a tri Valley garden Valley girls basketball game. And well, it's, it's been a while, but man, just uh, the, the threes were raining that night from the Garden Valley girls. They ended up losing, uh, but uh, Katie Wentz, always strong. Yeah, and it, it was it, it's interesting. Uh, we were talking to Coach Ulancott as well about how Tri-Valley was the regular season champ, lose at districts, come back to win state. As I was putting together that volleyball preview, I can't tell you how many times that happened across all the classifications where a team came into districts as the favorite, didn't win districts, and was able to run it at state and, and finish right. higher than the team that beat them. And so I don't know if that was just a, an uncommon thing or if that is something that happens in volleyball a lot, but sometimes I talked about this with Lance Taylor on the uh, East Idaho prep cast, no coach ever wants to lose, but sometimes coaches are okay with coming into state as a two seed because sometimes the bracket sets up better that way because it's, it's all predetermined bracketing. Right, right. Sometimes, sometimes you can play. You know, I no one's going to admit that they lose and try to lose, and no one's going to try to lose. I don't think anybody ever no. does that. But I think if you lose a game, you go, well, it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, you know, if you're if you're going to the football playoffs and and you don't draw carry in the first round, it's like, well. It, it's not so bad to not draw them in the first round. So it, it's not like your next team is going to be dramatically worse, but you know, right. the, and, there is some that, that's in the back of everybody's head. Right. Right. And and the, just last thing, the really odd thing about that was last year that horseshoe bend and tri Valley were still on the same side of the bracket. So they actually met in the semifinal round, which is unusual. Usually they try to right. split that up, but so, so that was unusual. So tri Valley got, revenge in the semifinal match and then beat a really tough castle Ford team for the title. But you know, it was kind of interesting to see last year. Right. Right. Definitely. So it should be, 
should be fun to see what shakes out this year. Yes, absolutely. So we've kind of ticked off, uh, not ticked off, but uh, off our list, ticked <laughs> off our list, soccer, right? We talked about the 3A um, SRV for soccer. Right. And we, we've kind of highlighted what we think is going to be one of the best volleyball programs around in the Treasure Valley. Let's let's talk just a little bit about football. We're gonna really we're gonna really dive into football next week with so many games uh, on the schedule. But just real quick, let's let's tackle that three ASRV. This is gonna be an interesting league at the very top this year in football. Yeah, I really think that you know, I don't know. Every time every time I I say this is how it's gonna happen, I change my mind. I really it, it's tough. I think. Uh, unfortunately, I think the bottom two are the bottom two um, in Parma and Payette. And I think, you know, those two teams just have struggled lately. And and the way the conference shakes out this year, I, unfortunately, I think that's going to continue for those two as the top four are just they're they're loaded. And every time you think they're going to take a step back, they don't. If we we start at the top, the preseason. Uh, so there's there's a tie at the top in the coaches poll between. Weezer and Homedale, and it's hard to dispute that. You know, you look at Homedale last year. Homedale's been to three straight state championships, lost three straight times in heartbreaking fashion to Sugar Salem. And you know, these players on that team have have done nothing but win consistently, and 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 they don't they're not going to stop. I look back and you think of they had an all state quarterback for years in Daniel Uranga, and we thought, oh, you know, Uranga's gone. We might see the Trojans take a, take a step back. Nope, they start off the year against 4A Emmett and beat them, and then Emmett goes to the state championship of the 4A. So you know they they did didn't miss a step moving Jackson Dines into that role as a starting quarterback. And and then, correct me if I'm wrong, he was a sophomore last year, and he he's a junior this year. Like they they threw a sophomore in there. And, and he does well, and it's hard to not do well at the quarterback position when you've got a running back like Hayden Kinchlow in there who can pretty much run over whoever he wants and go wherever he wants to go at that running back position. Yeah, it's you wonder if Homedale will finally be able to break through the noise this year. That could be kind of like we were talking about in volleyball this year where the regular season district champ isn't necessarily the team that goes the furthest in the playoffs, right? Right, easily. right. Because I mean, you you look on the other side. If you look at Weezer, um, you've you've got a quarterback with Division One offers, um, Brett Spencer. And and here, this is what I was thinking of when we were talking about the volleyball, where you see players thrown into it as a freshman or sophomore. Spencer took over as a quarterback. I I saw him two years ago playing quarterback. And we did a game out there, and he's just a sophomore starting at quarterback, and he takes a leap forward his junior year. And clearly he's taken a huge leap forward coming into the senior year. Weezer, a middle of the road team last year, uh, going six and five. But this year I expected him to take a huge leap. He's already got an offer from the University of Idaho, which he should just take. Just just close shop and take the offer and be a vandal. Uh, you won't regret it, right? That's uh that's my plug um, <laughs> as a as a vandal grad, right? But uh no, it, for sure he's gonna end up with offers much grander than that. I think as the season goes along and, and this is something that we even talked about during some, some high school games or some of those middle school games this summer. But when you've got a player like Brett Spencer, 
Sorry, I'm just going to look at my note right here. That's I mean, you you've got you've got a great player. I'll, I'll say this about Brett yeah. Spencer. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I think his college decision is ultimately going to come down to whether he wants to continue to play quarterback or not. A lot of the universities that are looking at him right now are kind of offering him as an athlete. They're not right. sure whether they want to play him yet. Idaho said firmly, we want you to be quarterback. a quarterback. So I think that's going to be – he can he can go to, a I think, a bigger school in Idaho, but it may not be a quarterback. So I think that's going to be the choice right. that he has the way out. But. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a three, he was, he was third, he was all state at quarterback and you're right. Exactly. It, it comes down to that decision of, do I want to be an athlete or do I want to play quarterback? And, and some players, they just, that's what they want to do. And some don't really care. So it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see. Uh, but going back to my point, he's already gotten off. He's got D one offers. Um, if you are playing in this conference, you have a time to shine. You have a an athlete that has Division One offers and is going to have Division One eyeballs on him every week, whether it's through game highlights, through whether they send a they send a coach there. Somebody's going to be there watching him, and if you stand out, they're going to see you too. And so, even if you play for for Parma or Payette, where you know. You might not have a great season. You have an opportunity, and you better go show up because someone can see you. And I think you know that's that's the that's the case with most schools around. But even more importantly, right here in this conference, that every every game he's going to have someone there watching him, and you take advantage of it. You know, you you don't have to be scared of it that you have a this great player on the other side, and, and your goal doesn't have to be to. To show that you're better, you just need to you just need to show up, do your thing, and show that coach that, hey, there, there's more than just Brett Spencer here. There, there's me over here on the defensive line, or there's me back here at, at safety. Uh, and so, I encourage anybody out there that's listening in, in this conference, show up because you're going to have a chance to to play in front of some very important eyeballs this season. Yeah. And uh, just uh, talking real quick about Homedale and Weezer, both of them have uh, very interesting non-conference schedules. Two two big matchups that I like, one for each school. Homedale is going to host Sandpoint, a 4A school that was the champion of the Inland Empire League and a semifinalist last year at the 4A level. And they, they got a good team up in Sandpoint. That's yeah. going to be interesting, Sandpoint traveling all the way to Homedale. Yeah, I love those. I love those matchups. It, it's It's terrific. And like you said, and, and Weezer, I think they have a strong, they're playing Emmett again this year. And and I think going on, if we're talking about those non-conference schedules, I think that's one of the things that's going to set them apart from, from McCall Donnelly. So McCall Donnelly is one of those other teams lurking, coming in in the next position. And you look at their non-conference schedule and it, it's chocked full of two-way. Now that's not to say those two-way schools aren't, you know, aren't as good or, aren't as worthy, but you, you look at who, like you said, a Homedale, they're, they're, they're ready. They want to, they want anybody. They tried to play BK last year, but that got moved around due to COVID. But, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen Homedale play BK. I think that would have been a ton of fun. And I'm, I think, I think Homedale would have taken them. I think that run game for Homedale, I did, I saw Homedale play Middleton last year at Middleton and Middleton ended up winning that game, but they could not contain Kinchlow. And I, I, I just think that it's, I think he's the X factor in the conference and he's going to make a difference. I, I think his run game, Homedale is going to be able to control the clock 
and, and keep it down there. Their offensive linemen were all all state last year. You know, it, it, they're, they're just going to be tough to beat. I, I really think so. If you look at, you know, their offensive line full of Willie Hahn on the offensive line, second team all SRV. It, it, you got, you got, they call them hogs, right? <laughs> Blocking for you over there down in Homedale. And I think they're going to be tough. Um, and, you know, I guess the other team we haven't talked about that, that was in the mix up until the last week of the se- season was Fruitland, right? Fruitland went undefeated during the regular season up till that last game. And then, uh, I mean, Homedale kind of took them out back. And then, and then Weezer, Weezer really laid a, a licking on them there in the playoffs. But, you know, Fruitland starting to build themselves back up. They had a couple of rough years, um, but they're, you know, sneak back into the sneak, snuck into the playoffs two years ago, actually won a road game against Kimberly pretty decisively in that game over in Kimberly. And then this year, uh, going undefeated up until their last game. So you always have to watch out for Fruitland as well. Yeah, I, I think the SRV is going to be fascinating this year. I think another X factor uh, for Weezer is Coach Tom Harrison. He is a proven winner, uh, is one of the all-time winningest coaches in the state of Idaho uh, at Snake River and Pocatello. And uh, he's, he's been a lot of places over the years. And in a pretty short time, he's taken a Weezer program and, and turned it into a bona fide contender. So that'll be interesting to, to see develop as well. Yeah, no, no, just one more player for Weezer. I like Willie Shirts. He's like the Swiss Swiss Army knife. He uh, plays running back, plays defense, and he's the kicker. So you know he he does everything over there <laughs> for for Weezer. So got to watch out for somebody like that. He was three A All State, and uh, of course first team All SRV. So it's just it's just a loaded conference. I think I think that it's very top heavy, and I, I think if I go out on a ledge, I, I'm going to take Homedale. I really do. I, I just think, I think the the history there, and I think the run game, just they can control the clock. I, I again, last year, uh, semi quarterfinal, semifinals. I can't remember. They were playing Timberlake um, from up north, and me and Wayne Dzubak were there, and uh, they just dominated the ground game, and then they would go over the top of you when you least expect it and they'd be wide open out on the outside. And it's just tough because they can get what they want on the ground. And then when you least expect it, they go over top of you and, and there's nothing you can do at that point, just explosive offense. And they just grind it out. And I think you're going to see that more from Homedale this season. Yeah. Homedale did to Timberlake what Timberlake usually does to everybody else. So that was kind of a, a turn, a twist of fate there for Timberlake last year, October 15th is the big game. Weezer at Homedale. Uh, second to last week of the regular season. That should be pretty good. And then last note, I think in terms of overall state picture, the three, a classification is going to be the best in terms of most compelling, because there are seven, eight, nine teams that all think we have a legitimate chance. You've got uh, obviously Homedale and Weezer from district three. You've got Timberlake up North. You've got Gooding and Kimberly in district four, which are going to duke it out all year. Yeah. You've got Sugar Salem, the defending champ in South Fremont, which was a semifinalist team a year ago. And then you've got Marsh Valley and Snake River. I mean, that's nine teams right there that could all be district champions slash potential semifinal teams. It's going to be fascinating to watch 3A football this year. I, th- I think it's going to be the most entertaining. of all. The no, players. I agree. I don't, I don't know what the bracket looks like, how many teams get it. They're just all over the place, you know. Some some levels get six, some get sixteen. 
I can't remember what it is for for three A, but there, there's going to be a team left out of this tournament that that could win it. Like you said, I I think I really like Gooding. I I think Gooding is going to be when you have a combo like they have at wide receiver, tight end, and and quarterback, it, it, they're going to be tough to beat. Of course, uh, Colston Loveland with accepting his offer to Michigan this year. He had SEC offers. He's another one where, you know, go out and play well because he's going he's gonna to have eyeballs watching him. And and then they're just a great team. And, and I think they're, the, in my opinion, I think everybody has a different opinion, but I, I think they're going to be one of the, the teams to beat in 3A and that they will be there on that final Saturday. Whether they win or lose, I don't know, but I think they have a great shot at being there. Okay. I like it. This is what we came for. These bold predictions, you know, Paul Kingsbury made a bold prediction on our eight man prep cast last week. He, he said Kendrick was going to win the one AD two title and that I got people talking. So we'll see if we'll see if the chatter gets going after this. Yeah. Your prediction yeah. of gooding. I know that's not my area of uh, knowledge base, right? That's not our prep cast, but I, I really like that gooding team. Uh, Coach Anderson does a great job over there. We, we got to see him a couple times last year I just, I just think, um, yeah, I just think they've got pieces and they've been, been waiting for them to come together. And I think this might be a, the chance for them to go deep. Um, and I, you know, but like you said, you look at it, you got Sugar Salem, who's always there, always. Uh, South Fremont is going to be good again. You ready? You ready for my hot take, my bold so, prediction? Yeah, let's hear it, Brandon. I think South Fremont wins that district. South they, Fremont, oh, that they, they take. If you remember, they they beat Sugar Salem in the regular season last year. They all they beat did. each other, Teton and Sugar and South Fremont all beat right. each other, and they had to go to that Kansas City playoff, and, and Sugar Salem won that. But I, I think South Fremont wins it outright this year, and Sugar will have to, uh, for the first time in a long time, be a lower-seeded team and have to go on the road and stuff. Right, and I'm sure South Fremont would love another shot at Homedale. You know, that that's South Fremont came over – all the way across the state and played Homedale there in the semifinals and, and the Cougars fell in that game. And I'm sure they're itching for another chance. And like you said, if you can host over there and you can get a, get a Gooding or a, a Homedale to come to St. Anthony, instead of, you know, making them play in your environment, which is a, a little bit more windy and a heck of a lot more cold over there than it would be at the, in the treasure Valley, if you can get one of those teams to travel out to you, you might have a little bit of an advantage there. Yeah. Oh man, dude, I'm so fired up talking football and all this good stuff. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Cause next week we'll dive into two a one AD one, one AD two, that Western Idaho conference for two a, I, th I think is also going to be wide open and that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the football teams in, in the treasure Valley next week as, as we're off and running we're, we're here logan we have arrived yeah I, I, you can smell it <laughs> you can uh like we talked about in our canceled um beginning prep cast but uh it, it's a little cool today a little bit of wind and you could almost smell um smell the football in the air right and uh i i'm ready i'm ready to i know that we've got that like we said that that century minico game i'm ready to watch that on friday night and um, I, I'm going to go help out with a game next Thursday and I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Um, I'm excited. 
Yeah, it's going to be a good time for sure. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast. Big thanks to to Coach uh, Ulencott, the uh, volleyball coach at Tri Valley, as well, uh, for coming on to talk a little volleyball action. Friendly reminder: our uh, statewide volleyball preview is up at IdahoSports.com right now. Uh, you can get this prepcast a couple of different ways. You can get the audio on our website, IdahoSports.com. Across the uh, homepage on the navigation bar, there's a uh, drop down menu now that's got all of our prep casts. You just click on Treasure Valley Prep Cast and it'll take you right to the page with the player on it. Uh, you can download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We uh, were finally approved by Apple last week, Logan. I know you were asking about I, I that. did. I, I was like, I want to see my name in the podcast area. I feel like I made it in life <laughs> that I'm there. I feel like a piece of society or something like that. So. That's right. We so we are Apple approved, and the only place we're still working on is Google. They messed they messed something up. They, I, I swear they were there. I looked the other day. Oh, maybe they got it fixed finally. Because I, I looked yesterday and it was on Google. So okay. uh, check it out on Google. I think it's there. I've been emailing them back and forth. They basically took we do more inside baseball here behind the scenes. Uh, we we have eight prep casts we do each week, and each one has its own dedicated RSS feed. That's what allows us to to take the file and distribute it to all these podcast networks. Uh, they were, they were pulling all eight of our prep casts from one singular feed, the magic Valley prep cast. So that was the only one that was actually getting distributed. So, uh-huh. so it well, was treasure Valley prep cast, but it was all the magic Valley episodes. So, Oh, got it. Well, everybody likes to listen to Scott anyway, so I guess it worked out. I think he paid Google a little something, something. Under I the think table. you're probably right. There's probably something sketchy going on there. He's kind of a sketchy dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, so yeah. So you can get the audio wherever you download your podcasts and uh, you can also uh, catch the video each week on the idahosports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. So no excuses, plenty of ways to get this content and tune in each week for all the best 2A, 1A, 3A. I said that way out of order. 3A, 2A, 1A action. Everything. In the Treasure Valley. That's right. All right, Logan. Uh, enjoy the opening weekend of high school sports. We'll we'll see you back here next week. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, this has been the Treasure Valley Prepcast from IdahoSports.com. Thanks for listening.